Mod. 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 Talk about mod. Talk about mod. And then there's mod. And then there's mod. <laughs> I can't even sing the theme song with I'm opening beer. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Am I ready? Are you I forgot ready? forgot what we were doing. Right. Every time we get down here, I'm like, what are we Wait, doing what's again? What's happening again? How do I talk? You're listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to today's program of TV Tangents. Mm-hmm. And today we are the only podcast bringing you Maud. Maud. The and only then there's Maud. We're the only podcast brave enough to talk about Maud. I am so excited to talk about Mod. I uh, knew Mod existed, mm. so yes. uh, so a listener uh, recommended Mod mm-hmm. to us. Correct? We pulled it out of our trusty hat the it was last in the hat. time, and I knew of it as well. Knew of it. We huge Golden Girls fans, so mm-hmm. we knew B. Arthur. Mm-hmm. Uh, never probably would have seen this, and so I'm actually so glad that I got to. Me too, because I knew nothing about it, except that people had said it existed, Mm -hmm. and I knew that's where the Arthur was before the Golden Girls, so now I have watched it, and I feel enriched. Me too. It's really good. And B. Arthur, far and away, is the same person, no matter what. Yeah. Like, she's just, she's just is who she is. Yeah, she's She's B. Arthur. (laughs) So, Maude is an American sitcom. It was originally broadcast on the CBS network from September 12, 1972 until April 22, 1978. I was six months old when it ended. When it ended, yes, I was three. So it started before I was born. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so this is the world that was happening when I was born. According to Wikipedia, because, look, I didn't have a lot of time this week. Yeah. So, um, Maud stars Beatrice Arthur as Maud Findlay, an outspoken, middle-aged, politically liberal woman living in suburban Tuckahoe. I think it's Tuckahoe. Tuckahoe, Westchester County, New York, with her fourth husband, household appliance store owner Walter Findlay, played by Bill Macy. She embraces the tenets of women's liberation, always votes for the Democratic Party, and advocates for civil rights. Sybil? Sybil. Sybil's rights. And probably civil rights, too. <laughs> Racial <laughs> and gender equality. But her um, overbearingness sometimes gets her into lots of shenanigans. Shenanigans for the half-hour sitcom. We love shenanigans. We do. And this show was a spinoff of All in the Family. I never did get to see the episode um, where Maude was Archie Bunker's wife's or cousin. E- was it Edith Bunker's yeah. cousin? Okay, Edith. so. And I never saw it either because I was counting on you. Oh, damn. <laughs> I looked for it. Okay, so I looked for it. Maude's very hard to find, uh, to locate, to mm-hmm. watch episodes in mm-hmm. this modern day. I uh, I got it on the Netflix, of course, oh, uh, which you have to YouTube. do the DVDs. Oh, my goodness. And on YouTube. So I watched mm-hmm. a few on YouTube um, because I got the uh, DVD and saw, like, the first eight episodes. Um which I just got an email today that they're sending me the next one. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. I couldn't find 
as much as I wanted to. And then I was searching for those episodes of All in the Family on a couple occasions, and I didn't get a chance to see it. On account of you wanted to watch them? On account of I did want to watch them because I was I all excited. was looking for a couple that I couldn't find, but I, I got to see enough. I got to see a lot. Mm-hmm. It is confusing to me a little bit how old Vivian and Maude are. I mean, just in general, because they both have gray hair. But I think that it's an aesthetic thing. Like right now, people are having gray hair. Yes. And I think it's it's supposed to be ash, not like gray, but like ash. I think that's just a 70s thing. Because they both look old. Yeah. They look older. Because their hair than they do in the Golden Girls. Well, it, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. And uh, B. Arthur would have been fifty mm-hmm. when the show started. Um, and Rue McClanahan was also in the show, right? But she and was she only was thirty-eight. Thirty. Yeah, I was gonna say she would have been late thirties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she looked interesting to me on this show. She actually did look way older. Yeah, I actually thought there than she does as Blanche. So on Golden Girls. So I was like, that was interesting. But yeah, I was trying to figure that out. So, but B- Maude is supposed to be 47 because that comes up when she's pregnant. When she's pregnant mm-hmm. in the first season. Um, so that was interesting too. So she, you know, she's playing about that same age because on Golden Girls, she's, she's playing younger. significantly younger yeah. than she's Which works. in real life. Yeah. I totally mean, she works. never changes. Mm-mm. She looks the same. Yeah. And it seems young and a modern, and that's what, you know, again, Golden Girls being life goals and all, but they're just, like, hip. And, you know, when you're a young person, you think certain ages are old. Sure. Then when you get older, like I have, <laughs> you think, oh, but I have friends who are, you know, 50, whatever. So I'm like, yeah. wait a second. Sure. How did I think that was so old when I was, you know, because and I get perspective it, changes yeah. when you change. But, like, it's interesting to watch these shows now in hindsight because we get the, you know... We get to see it from this many years later, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to go back and look. And she's she's got a daughter, and her daughter's an adult, and her daughter mm-hmm. has a daughter, and a son. Um, sorry, yes, her daughter. Ha- <laughs> I've had a full Budweiser, You've had a full Budweiser, and now. I'm planning on another Budweiser. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Yeah, and by the way, her daughter, her so her grandson. Um, is like seven years old yeah. and in one of the very first episodes uh this the seven-year-old's outside playing with someone else's daughter and apparently they when somebody found them they were naked because they were playing doctor <laughs> and they're six and seven okay <laughs> and of course Maud's daughter's all oh that's kids being kids because they're very yeah. liberal they're very like Woo, okay everything okay but they're naked I was surprised at the content of the show being that it was the 70s mm-hmm. and it was very 2019. Yeah. And it was like something I would turn on on Netflix right now. So that was very cool. And of mm-hmm. course, they followed all in the family, which was, and you know, Norman Lear breaking, you know, the happy stereotype of the TV family. Yeah. I mean, it's totally unconventional, right? They they make sure to mention right away that this is her fourth husband, I believe, mm-hmm. or fifth husband, or is he her fourth? It's her fourth um, husband. And so, yeah, like, you know, there's different little things like that. The daughter's living there. She's divorced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was very interested to see that in the 70s that that was even talked about, sure. just straight off of the heels of shows <laughs> where, you know, I guess they probably didn't talk about that so much. Florida is the housekeeper originally. Yes. She's the first housekeeper. Maude has three housekeepers. One of them is very brief. 
There's a British lady, and there's Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, she's saucy. And Maud's an interesting character. And there's, you know, as you go through and you watch it, you kind of wonder, you know, she's supposed to be very liberal. She's trying to fight for people's rights. Um, but she kind of comes across as, uh, I'm doing this because it's hip. Yes, and Florida calls her on She that. calls her out on it, and, she, and even her daughter does. When Florida comes in, uh, before she even gets there, her daughter's talking to her, and um, I can't think of the daughter's name to save my life right now. Carol. Uh, what, Carol. And uh, she's like, oh, mother, you know, this, then, whatever. And she says, she says to her, you see black and you melt. <laughs> and so she said, you know, she's telling her and she says something like, you see, she says, you see a black maid and you stay, you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Like she's so she's telling her all these things. Um, but I didn't think it was, I thought it was really strange. Then Florida shows up and she's talking to her, wants her to take the job. Um, but then she talks to her in certain ways where she's like, uh, things that come out of your culture are so interesting. And she says to her, we, when I grew up, we probably had stuff in common because I grew up poor. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, hold on, what's happening here? Like, okay, so did she, you know, so then I thought, okay, she's, she's trying to relate but to me, it was coming across, if you said that today, and you're assuming something about someone's culture. I think it's supposed to come off that way. I think that Norman Lear is making a statement about mm-hmm. people and that Maud is supposed to be this liberal person who's yeah. like hip with everything and she's accepting. But she like that's her moniker yeah. is that she's so accepting right and she's so over the top she doesn't see where she goes so it doesn't make her a better person yeah and what am i trying to say here? well and specifically she i mean you know really like things that don't even make any sense like Mm -hmm. she yelled at florida for going out the back door because of the racial undertone of that and she made her go out the front door and then later when florida calls her out she's like the back door is closer to the bus stop why are you making me walk all the way around like she was like Okay, mm-hmm. you need to let me, you know, because even at one point, Maud says to her, like, if, like, what does she say? Like, if you're too stupid to let me help you. And Florida's what? like, well, if you're too, you know, she basically wasn't having any of it. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, no, woman. And that was, that was the other thing, too. She had said, um, white, maybe she said, like, white Republicans hate you for who you are, but they don't try to change you. And mm, she's like, they let okay. you be, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I think she just, she took, she taught Maud a lesson, I think, about that kind of perspective, too. Like, Maud probably really thought in her heart she was doing a yes. good thing and trying to help her, you know, in whatever way she thought. And sometimes she tries too hard. She and does. It's too much. Yes. And it's, it's because the Florida opposite of what she wants. In the first episode. Florida quit <laughs> so many times. She, I was watching an episode where she was in a bad mood. And she came in, and she's just, like, mean to everybody. Because, I mean, she and Maude were good friends. Yeah. They became friends. And Maude kept telling her, I love you, Florida. What's wrong? I don't want you to leave. Because Florida said she was going to quit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Maude couldn't get to the bottom of what was going on. Well, it turns out that, um, oh, first she suggested to Florida that maybe she's going through menopause. Oh. And she's like, you know, women of our age. Uh, and... <laughs> Florida said, you people don't know how old we are. She said, you never know how old we are. And Maud was like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. So it turns out Florida's upset because her husband 
got another job. He's a firefighter. And then he got an additional job, like driving a cab or something like that, so that Florida wouldn't have to wouldn't work have anymore. To work. Did you see right. that one? I didn't see it, but I read yeah. a little bit about it. So he comes in, and it's it's the same actor who played her husband in Good Times. Good times. And okay. we're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, so he comes, and he does not like... He already doesn't like Maude and her husband. <laughs> and he doesn't like his wife working for them. Mm. And she's like, why would you make me give up my job? And he said, because, you know, my mom worked in a white lady's kitchen. And her mom worked in a white lady's kitchen. And I'm not going to let you work in a white lady's kitchen in Florida. It's like, but I like working here. And, and <laughs> she's like, you don't want me to come home and stop working because you don't like me working in a white lady's kitchen. It's because you want me to work in your kitchen. Yeah. And so then they work it out. And, you know, he he is kind of like a loud chauvinistic type of guy and he mm-hmm. and Maude's husband kind of formed this friendship over it and they're like yeah our wives should be in the kitchen doing whatever <laughs> so that was an interesting episode yeah. being that that was the first one that I saw and I was like wait what's going on in this show in 1972 <laughs> how is this happening but Florida was Florida was my second favorite character in the show because she throws all this ass back mm-hmm. at Maude and I'm like, that is your employer, but okay. <laughs> um, but Rue McClanahan's Vivian was my favorite character. Oh, uh, yeah. She was fun. Yeah, she comes in and she's super. I think there's an episode later on, way later on, possibly, there where she, they're trying to, it's like she's trying to impress like her husband and they're trying to live a certain way and then they come to the door and she's like naked because she's supposed to be okay. like all liberal and doing sure. different things. Wait, Maude or Vivian? <laughs> no, Vivian. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just read something about that. I didn't get to see that one, but I was like, such oh, a different character than her character on Golden mm-hmm. Girls. Very she's, different. She's not like, she's not the alpha character yeah you know she's not trying to get all the attention she's just like Maud's friend who i assume lives down the street i don't know i think she's who uh you know blanche would have been if blanche was still married sure maybe yeah absolutely because <laughs> blanche loved her husband yeah and so yeah that's the case but she doesn't have a southern accent true true <clears throat> so not we can talk about the cast of Maud. 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 let me take some Budweiser. Take a drink of some Budweiser. I did want to bring up before you bring up the cast that there's like the prevailing thing that I love that she says constantly is God will get you for that. (laughs) Maude says that. That's her line. And so I saw that kind of everywhere when I started even researching it. And then I heard her say it, of course, in multiple episodes. (laughs) So anytime someone said something to like dig at her and or Mm -hmm. be sarcastic or, you know, just a quip that came back. She'd she'd have that same, you know, angry B. Arthur stare. And she said, God will get you for that. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and now you're going to say that. And I'm going to start saying that. that now. Okay, so you got some stuff on B. Arthur because I don't. Oh, I, uh, no. Remember I asked you to do that earlier <laughs> today? You so did. <laughs> and I went and got a pedicure instead. Oh, my God. Um, no, you told so me. So B. Arthur is an actor. Hold stuff. on. No, I did not. Yes, I said, did. I don't have any stuff. Please, I'm going to read text messages right you know, meow. Read it out loud. I'm going to. Hold on. I'm just going to. I'm just going to Wikipedia it. Oh, you did say the rest of the cast. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I thought that I got info on the cast, though, after Remember, multiple other random said, texts. We didn't do it for I the know, Golden Girls. We didn't bad. go over cast background and such so 
Here's a Wikipedia bio on B. Arthur. <laughs> B. Bernice. Her name? Oh. her name? Okay. Her name is Bernice Frankel. Is how she was born, but she oh. changed her name to Beatrice Arthur. Um, was born May 13, 1922 in Brooklyn. She passed away in 2009 at age 86 in Los Angeles. She married Robert Allen Arthur uh, in 1947, which is why her last name is... But his oh. last name was spelled differently. Um, that's fine. <laughs> and she has two children. <laughs> this is really good. We're so good at this. So good at this today. Um, so, oh, I do know that in World War II, she worked as a truck driver and a typist in the United States Marine Corps Women's Reserve. I do remember seeing pictures of yes. her in her little uniform. Yes. And she received an honorable discharge with the rank of Staff Sergeant. So that's cool. That's Beatrice Arthur. And she's she was like apparently a really good singer, right? Did she sing early really? on in her career? Because I was reading up on one of the mod episodes and they were talking about... Um, Something, some kind of uh, thing that they did where she ended up getting to sing, and they said, which mm. really highlighted B. Arthur's. She uh, in 1966 she auditioned for the title role in the musical Mame, hmm. um, but Angela Lansbury won the role. Oh, she got the uh, supporting role of Vera Charles, for which she won great acclaim and a Tony Award. So yes, she's a singer. She's a singer. And B. Arthur's also like 5'10". Yes, she is a tall lady. Her husband, Walter Finley, was played by Bill Macy. He was born in Revere, Mass, and raised in Brooklyn. He was a cab driver, mm. and then he started acting, and he's had many, many roles in film and TV. He was in Steve Martin's 1979 movie, The Jerk. Okay. Have you ever seen it? Yes. You have? <laughs> I... Only have seen it once. <laughs> I was like, I, I am, saw it. I am for sure she's going to tell me she's never seen this You know movie. why I've seen it? Because your dad watched it? Nope. Nope. Never saw it till high school. Oh. Uh, teammate of mine, Dina Christensen, mm-hmm. if you're listening, uh, was like, we have to watch this because isn't that the one where the new phone books are here? The new, the phone, new phone books, books are, here? are here. Yes. So she was doing that on like some road trip that we took in high school sports. <laughs> and like, she said, you got to watch it. So I uh-huh. watched it because of that. So that's nice. Well, he played Stan Fox, the co-inventor of the Optigrab. You remember mm. that part? So Steve Martin and this guy invent this device where you can take off your glasses from the middle, from the bridge, Uh but then it made people go cross-eyed. So they got sued. (laughs) So that was was Bill Macy. He was also in Tales from the Dark Side in 1986. He was on Seinfeld a few times as one of the residents of the Florida retirement community where Jerry's parents lived. Did you ever watch Seinfeld? Um, Very sparingly. Okay. He was born in 1922. He is currently 97 years old. Yes. Oh. And he retired from acting in 2011. Dang. I long know, career. Right? Long, and long career. Old. He's right hanging out with Betty White. And probably. probably <laughs> and probably all the things I've seen him in, except for the jerk, he had white hair and, you know, looked yeah. different than he did. I one. feel like he's, yeah, he has a familiar face. Mm-hmm. I have to go and look at that some more and see what else I would have seen him in, too, because I feel mm-hmm. like he was, he seemed very familiar. Then we have Conrad Bain. 
Dr. Arthur Harmon. Yes. Uh, Conrad Stafford Bain was born in 1923 in Alberta, Canada. He served in the Canadian Army in World War II. He graduated from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in 1948. Of course, he played Mr. Drummond. Yes. In first time Sifrin I saw the first Strokes. episode, I saw him on. I was yep. like, oh my God, it's Mr. Drummond. He's a cool character in this. He's like. He is. He, so he's, he's like, funny. He's he's the anti mod. I mean, yeah. they have he's the doctor friend yep, and different different views on life, basically yeah. of everything. But and he's still he's a nice guy, and they and they're you know, still they friends. spar together. Yeah, yeah, they do. And then there's a couple times where he's like, "I'm never going back to that house yeah. again." And then you see him like the next day. He's of course. Um, where was I? Oh, in the early '60s, he helped organize the Actors Federal Credit Union. Uh, because actors in general had a hard time getting credit due to not having steady employment. Mm. Did you know that he has a twin brother? What? Right? His name was... I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Bonar Brain... Brain? Bonar Bain or Bonar Bain. It's B-O-N-A-R. Bonar. Bonar. I'll say Bonar. Sure. Bonar. Bonar Brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep saying Brain. His last name's not Brain. Bain. <laughs> uh, Budweiser. Um, where was I? Oh. Boner. Um, <laughs> Boner. Boner Bain. Uh, so he once played Arthur's twin brother, Arnold, on Maud. Oh. Yes. And couldn't find that episode I found one very fuzzy picture mm-hmm. of this guy. There are no pictures of him. He looks just like his brother. They're identical twins. Oh my Their voices goodness. are a little bit different, but I never did find the episode. Um, he also played Conrad Bain's evil twin, Hank Bain, on an episode of SCTV, which was hilarious to me because I did watch that episode of SCTV mm. just to see like how identical they were. Mm-hmm. It's not... So in this SCTV episode, it's not they had both of them on the show. They only had Bonar Bain. Oh my god. So they could have just they were like, hey, this is Conrad Bain's <laughs> twin brother. So like this alien wanted to take over TV or something. I don't know. And there was like this agent guy who was like, I've got Conrad Bain's brother Hank Bain and we're gonna make a sitcom and it's gonna be about a man who adopts two black boys and they're like <laughs> uh, so it's a spinoff of Different Strokes and he's like oh. no it's a ripoff it's, it's a ripoff of Different Strokes so I mean they could have gotten Conrad Bain and said this is his twin brother but right. they're like no we'll just get his brother because he's his twin brother <laughs> oh my god so funny and I was like oh. Oh, that's awesome. I wa- and this is before internet. So does mm-hmm. anyone know that he actually has a twin brother? Oh. Wah, wah, wah. It's so funny to me. I look it up. So. Crazy. Okay. Conrad Bain had a stroke and died in 2013 at 90. Mm. So 90. that wasn't that long ago. Yes. So then we have Rue McClanahan. Would you like me to do Rue? Yeah. I, I asked Rue. you to I know, I, do that. And I did. See, I actually have notes. <laughs> Um, no. I so, thought you were better at homework than I know. Me. I usually am. I was distracted. Okay. Um, so, Rue McClanahan was born Edie, I believe. Edie Rue McClanahan. Oh, cute. Uh, she was born February 21st, 1934, and she died June 3rd of 2010. Uh, she was best known for her roles as Vivian Harmon on Maud. She was also Aunt Fran Crowley on Mama's Family. 
Oh Which my goodness, I forgot she, she was on Mama's Family. <gasps> I didn't know Betty White was on Mama's Family too. It's crazy. She was because yeah. I was watching an episode where Betty White was because she was kind of like the slutty one, mm. and it was a whole thing. And yeah, crazy. Okay. Go ahead. Crazy. Sorry. No. Uh, and then, of course, Blanche Devereaux on The Golden Girls, where she won an Emmy for Outstanding mm-hmm. Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. She did write a book called My First Five Husbands. Nice. Uh, which I thought was amazing. And um, she also was a fashion designer, which I didn't know. Really? She had that listed under her um, under her occupations. But yes, she did have... Uh, multiple husbands in here it looks like six because so she apparently wrote that book okay after the first five (laughs) Um, scratch out the title my first six yeah so then she (laughs) well apparently she uh married her last husband they must have been married when she passed because it says Mm -hmm. just has the married date so either he passed or she passed uh i am not sure about that um well, but go yeah, Rue. Rue, indeed. And she was awesome. And she was always, again, like we talked about earlier, she was significantly younger mm-hmm. by about 10 years than the girls on the Golden Girls. Um, I mean, geez, she was 38 when she started. Mod. I know. Isn't that, that is crazy? Silly. She also, by the way, was on, um, I believe she was on Another World, the soap opera really? that I used to watch. All the, She was. Caroline Johnson. You're so smart. Um, yeah. So she was awesome, and I just loved her so much in this role, like you said, too. Yeah, she she's just, a good character. So cute and so just like, and, you know, the whole best friend role. And then love her the same way as we love B because... I think she girls. did the best acting of anyone on this show. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked her. Uh, we Next we have... Adrienne Barbeau, who played Carol Trainer, um, Maud's daughter, and she was previously. Are you getting a beer? Are you gonna make noise? Gonna make noise. Gonna make ice noise, and then the psh noise. And psh. Okay. Cool. Should I go? All right. Just open it. I'm gonna push. Do it. I'm gonna psh. psh do it. Hold on. I'm trying. My hands wet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's the longest I've ever heard anyone open a can of beer. the longest time anyone ever talked to open a can of beer. Uh, so, Adrian Barbell was previously married to filmmaker John Carpenter of Halloween and Escape from New York, oh. right? She was in Halloween. Like, she had a small part, but then they cut it out. Oh. And they put it back in. Oh. So, I read that she was in yeah. Halloween. Um, and then she was married to playwright Vil- Billy Van Zandt. Uh, she gave birth to twin boys, Walker. I said Walker. Walker. Ah, Budweiser. <laughs> she gave birth to twin boys, Walker and William Van Zant in 1997 when she was 51. Wow. And her husband was 39. Oh, hey. Go, Adrian. Go, girl. Right? So the episode where Maude is pregnant, Maude was younger than Adrian was mm-hmm. when she hopped in real life. Okay. Hmm. I can't imagine having twin babies at 51. Ooh, I'm sorry. No. Yikes. I can't imagine at 41. Um, Maud, <laughs> Maud was her first TV role. Some of her many movie roles include Escape from New York, The Fog, Creep Show, Back to School, and Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, no. Neither have I. I've never heard of it. But I didn't realize she was in Back to School, because I've seen that a thousand <laughs> times, I think. Uh, I was. I don't think I've seen that. I may have. It sounds like Maybe something. it's only a couple times. I'm thinking of Summer School. I've seen that one a thousand I times. I haven't. I haven't seen Back that to one. School's having got Rodney Dangerfield. 
Uh, next we have Esther Roll. Is it Roll? Do you think it's Roll? I think it is. Okay. Roll. Um, she played the first housekeeper, Florida Evans, um, from 1972 to 1974. And she was born November 8th, 1920, in oh. Pompano Beach, Florida. She was right in the middle of 18 children. Woo! Right? Two of which became actresses as well, Estelle Evans and Rosanna Carter. She attended Spelman College in Atlanta, then Hunter College in New York, then the New School, and finally Yale University. Wow, go girl. Go Esther. Her first on-screen job was an uncredited role in To Kill a Mockingbird in 1962, and her sister Estelle was also in the film. So, like we said, the character of Florida spun off into her own sitcom, Good Times. Good Times. Which I watched in reruns after school every day in high school. Me too. I got to watch that a lot when I was young. Oh, I loved that show. Um, In that one episode, and maybe other episodes, I don't know, but the one I was talking about, John Amos, who later played her husband, James, Mm -hmm. played her husband, Henry. So he had a different name. But I think that they did that I don't know. I can't say how, why they did that, but I think they did it to make him a different character. Because in Maud, mm. he was kind of a um, chauvinist, Too like chauvinist, I said. Yeah. yeah, and he was just kind of an angry guy, and I they wanted him to be a, you know, someone you Soccer. like in yeah. good times. And initially in good times, not that I'm going to go off on a good times tangent, mm. but initially in good times, um, Florida was not supposed to have a husband. Oh. And she wanted her character to, to have a husband. Mm-hmm. She didn't want her to be a stereotypical single mother. Interesting. Um, in 1975, she released an album called The Garden of the Mind. Mm. She was married to Oscar Robinson from 1955 to 1975 and had no children. Wait. Oscar Robinson? Oscar Robinson. Robinson. Not Robertson. Oscar Robinson. Okay. And in the in the onlines, his name was not linked to anything. So I'm gonna say he's not an actor. So it's not Oscar Robertson, the famous basketball player, is what I'm getting at. Okay. Okay. Just I don't sure. know who that is. You threw me for or a second. At what year that person was a basketball <laughs> player playing the basketball, playing the basketball. throwing the ball throwing into, into the basket? The basket. <laughs> well, needless to say, yes, he. Um, he would have been younger than her. Okay, he's, great. Because he's 80, by the way. Okay, well, she... I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't do math. She was born in... 1920. 1920. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you throw me off all the time <laughs> with your tangents. She'd be 99 if she was alive. Great. Good math. I mean, they could still have been married. It's fine. Well, true. True. But probably not in 1955. I don't no, know. No. Stop with the math. I'm sorry. So, she passed away in Culver City, California in 98 from complications of diabetes. And she's buried in her hometown of Pompano Beach, Florida. And then we have Hermione Baddeley, the housekeeper Mrs. Nell Nogatuck, um, from 74 to 77. And there was, I think there was another housekeeper in in between. 
Um, which what else you got on the cast? Because I've been talking for like five. Full no, minutes. that's all I know about uh, the cast for sure. Like I don't know if did we ever. Um, I only watched you know a handful of episodes. Which, not gonna lie, I might watch more even after we talked about this because it's, it's a really good, good show. Um, did we ever see the grandson? I don't remember seeing. the I grandson. never saw him. Now I now there I there I'm... were two actors who played him, so okay. I know that he oh, was that he's in there. A physical being. Oh shoot! Maybe I did see him in one of the first few episodes. I don't know. It was it was real. They talked about him all they the time. About, yeah. Oh, he's upstairs. I'm gonna go check on him. He was always taken aback. Yeah. And so then I thought, okay, but you're right. He was in there. I was just double checking on that. I'm yeah. like, oh, I yeah. don't remember if he was prominent or not. So. I didn't put him in the cast here because I was. I look. Yeah. I've been really busy. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff have, going on. If you have, you have. So before we talk about any more, let's talk about. Um you know, pay stuff. Everybody knows by now that we're on PodCoin. PodCoin is an app that pays you to listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and not just our podcast, but any podcast. And the more you listen, the more points you earn and you can get gift cards and, to like Target and Amazon and stuff. And you can listen to us there. And uh, we I'm, love you and we want you to yeah. listen to us. I, I didn't write it. I, I don't have anything. Who doesn't want <laughs> gift cards to Target and Amazon cards. and such? So. I need all that stuff. I listen to PodCoin. I, you know, the OCD person I am, I'm always trying to rack up points on PodCoin. So listen to us on PodCoin, and um, we can't wait to see you there. Also, we are on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yes. Remember that we're on Patreon? We are on Patreon. And we are adding some new episodes all the time. (laughs) So if you haven't gone on Patreon yet, you have to, because we have some really good stuff there where we say words that we can't say on our general feed and where we talk about shows that some people think we talk about too much like friends mm-hmm. so some of the episodes are just about life and us complaining yeah. about how much we don't like people <laughs> <laughs> very very true and being a little bit less um couth so we want saying things yeah. you know yeah we want everyone to come to patreon and be a patron and support the show um except our moms and dads because mm-hmm. you know don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks. So, as we have said, uh, they talk about stuff on this show that you might expect to hear on, like, something today. Yeah. They're Which, very edgy. Very crazy that, you know, one of the biggest things that they uh, mention when you, if you were to Google Mod, one of uh, the main things they talk about is an episode that's called mod's dilemma mm-hmm. and it's uh where she decides whether or not to have an abortion yes I she did watch this one. is 47 mm-hmm. and finds out she's pregnant and uh she's having to have that conversation and has to tell her husband and is telling everyone you know her daughter kara comes in and she's just like mom it's just you know <laughs> she's like it's it's the 70s right. i mean it's not like it was when you were younger yeah. and they're and skirting around the word abortion yeah for a long time they, yeah, they do, really she's do. like you know it's legal now mm-hmm. you can do an operation it, it's no big deal and you don't have to be ashamed right. like you felt like you used to have right. to be and and uh, Vivian is trying to tell Carol about the baby because Ma doesn't want to do it. And she's like, you know how you told your mom or you told me to tell your mom that you wanted a little brother or sister? Well, now you're well, going to get one. Now it's here. 
Um, it's hilarious. And I didn't realize they said the epi- these episodes actually aired two months before Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. uh, was decided in the Supreme Court. And it was two episodes because yeah. it was continued. Yep. I watched it. I actually found it on YouTube and, you know, it showed it was like, you know, 49 minutes long or whatever. I was like, oh, it's two episodes. And so. it wasn't a clear cut thing. And it wasn't like a preachy episode. No. It was like she felt really guilty about it, but she also felt like guilty for for trying to make up her husband's mind for him and right. trying to guess because he was like well just do what you think i want you to do and mm-hmm. she's like no 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 so they went back and forth quite a bit and because he doesn't have uh biological children right. and so she thought she was like you know keeping him from having that mm-hmm. and it was towards the end when he was just like no that's not yeah know. he's like i never really thought i had to be a dad or whatever mm-hmm which is makes another it, makes it easier for her. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah, like that you just they did touch on the most random of topics that mm-hmm. were way ahead of the time, you know, same thing like you said, no a guy who didn't have kids and whatever probably got married later on if yeah. they're she's there that's his her fourth husband and so yeah that was an interesting episode for sure. Um they had a lot of things like, you know, obviously touching on a lot of the racial uh, undertones when they had the episode where she met Florida. And another time, there was another episode I watched where there was, she invited somebody over and he was like, uh, somebody important. I can't remember mm. why now. Ooh, was and, it the poet? Uh, it was, he wasn't a poet. Oh, okay. It was some kind of, um, it had to have been like a political thing, I think. Okay. And he was black. So oh, she invites all the these one. people over and then the one set of black people that she invited can't make it. So she can't have this guy come to her party when, I mean, and she literally called up a friend of hers and they're like, Uh can you come and can you bring that black couple? And like, she's trying to get these people to come. So she makes Florida dress up like she's a guest yeah, and show up and she introduces her with some weird name. And also she takes some uh, kind of like tranquilizer that the doctor, what's his name has, Dr. Arthur has. Oh yeah. And then she also takes alcohol with it. so she acts all crazy the rest of the night. And it, it was pretty hilarious. Um, In that episode, uh, Maud's Dilemma, at the beginning, her daughter, Carol, um, is talking to Florida. And Florida asks her, why does all your mail say MS on it? Or, you know, it's Miss it's Ms. Yes. Um, Taylor or whatever her last name is. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's explaining to her it's because, you know, it's it's women's lib it's a new thing and she's like it's because men have mr so you don't know if they're married or not married but Mm. women have miss or missus so we've changed it so now it's ms um and when i was in school i had a second grade teacher who went by ms she told us it was because she was divorced Mm. and then she just went to ms um and she got really mad at you if you called her Miss or Mrs. Oh, interesting. She also got really mad if you called Kleenexes tissues. <laughs> and she got mad if your desk was messy. And then later I found out she was an alcoholic. But oh, okay. it's fine still. <laughs> That's not relevant to this show. That's Mm-mm. just a thing that happened. It's fine. Um, and then when um, Maude finds out she's pregnant, she's trying to explain it to Carol. And she's like, well, the rabbit died. You know what that means, right? The rabbit died. I get to explain it to you. Why don't I remember this part of this? She keeps saying it. She says it twice. She's like, the rabbit died. So, 
so great because this is a mm. thing I researched from my new book, so I'm going to tell you all oh, about it. Hey. So I got all the authority. So in the 60s, like the mid-50s to the mid-70s before home pregnancy tests, mm-hmm. um, the way that you found out if you were pregnant is you would go to the doctor and they would take your blood. And they would inject your blood into an animal. Um, Usually it was rabbits because they were cheaper. Sometimes they would use mice, but they would have to use like multiple mice. Okay. And so the misnomer about the rabbit died. She's saying the rabbit died. That means I'm pregnant. That's not how it works. The rabbit always dies in this test. So they inject the rabbit with your blood. And then they wait a couple days and they cut the rabbit open. And if the um, female organs are exhibiting signs of fertility, then you are pregnant. <laughs> if not, this is the most weird. I can't thing believe I've ever heard. you never knew. Never this. heard this in my life. It's even referenced in an Aerosmith song. Oh my! Can't goodness. catch me because the rabbit done died. Oh my! That's God. what they're I talking about. Wouldn't have any idea that that's what that meant. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, the rabbit always dies. But sometimes it was mice. And there were later tests where they didn't actually have to kill the animal so that they could still... I think it was the mice that they could still use. Or maybe it was frogs. One of those, they could still use them multiple times until they just were, like, worn out from being injected with people's blood. And then they just died. I don't know. Wow. So that, that happens in so Maud. She apparently went to the doctor and killed a rabbit. Okay. And that's, that's how, how she, she find out. found out she's yeah. pregnant. So. That's so bizarre. Just wanted to let you know that. I don't even know what to say. And then after um, she tells her husband, then they go and have a drink at their little bar there in their living room. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm drinking for two. Because it's the 70s. That's right. And you can. You can just drink. People didn't know yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, they did decide to Let's, go through that. Yeah. Let's talk about also that there's an awesome little round bar in the middle of the living room. Yes. Just going to say. Their, their house. Okay. Again, <clears throat> we have to do a thing about sitcom <laughs> houses. But there. So I found the set to be very cheap. Cheap yeah. set. It's, it's a theater set. And didn't you think that the kitchen seemed oddly similar to the Golden Girls kitchen? It was very similar to the Golden <laughs> Girls kitchen. That's one of the first things I noticed. I was like, okay, there is um by the way, there's a leaf blowing in your window that I can see above your head uh-huh. and it keeps looking like a praying mantis <laughs> when it flies up above. So, tan- see? Praying mantis. I can't see over there. You <laughs> Tangent, see. sorry. Uh, but no, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, God, there's like, this is so similar to the Golden Girls Kitchen, except that there was a back door yeah. off to the right as you're looking, as opposed to that the Golden Girls, it's like they're towards you the, have to back go around left, the back left. It's yeah. all you have to go around. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like uh, the fridge is in the same spot, the sink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know that a lot of thought was put into the set because like the living room you is very stage crafty Mm -hmm. you can see the seams in the Mm -hmm. you know in the walls and stuff and you can see the walls go up to infinity yeah and that's fine um what's her name b arthur in an article referred to the show as tv theater or something Mm. like that because it, I mean, it's theater. In yeah. the 70s, it was still a theatrical kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. it's a very loud show. 
like all the other shows that we watch from the 70s, mm-hmm. it's very loud and high energy. And mm-hmm. after like an episode, I'm like, I need to take a break, have some deep breathing exercises or something because everybody's yelling. Yeah. And and they're always standing at the front of the stage speaking loudly for the camera like mm, they're in true. a theater. Yeah. So. I did have to mention there's an episode... Um, Actually, I it might be the one where she tells Arthur that Walter is his name. Walter. His name's Walter. Is it? Arthur's the neighbor, right? Yes, I, Arthur is the neighbor. Arthur. So she tells Walter that she's pregnant while he's in the mm-hmm. kitchen eating fried chicken. Yes, and he, he starts needs- to choke on the fried chicken. Yeah, and he comes in the other room, and he's clearly choking. And she's like, "Yeah." And then they're like, "Oh God!" And then he sits down, and while he's choking on fried chicken. They have him eat bread <laughs> to dislodge it, apparently. I I, I just, I've got no words. I, I was like, wait a minute. He's That's got smart. something lodged in his throat. So we're going to put bread down there. We're just going to p- impact whatever is let's, going yes, on. Yes, let's just, I thought, and then of course, he magically is better. And we're I was like, so that lucky this sitcom no character is still alive. Sense. And then it turns into a completely different episode. Exactly. I'm like, oh dear God. Um, now I'm a now I'm a widowed mother now, at 47 because <laughs> my husband died on chicken and bread. <laughs> um, I did want to say there was a couple other episodes that I thought you know just seeing that there were episodes interesting that touched on uh, real life stuff. Uh, Walter's problem was one. He was coping with the fact that she you know like isn't like a typical. Um, old-fashioned cooking clean wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's deci- like he discovers, I guess, or whatever, that he's an alcoholic. Oh yeah, um, and he's been guzzling cocktails and everything at their bar in their living room. Yeah. So and it's a also two-part he and Arthur again. are at the bar all. Oh, the time. all the time. I yeah. noticed that too. Yeah. And then they're always like everybody's getting like, Rawr, and then everybody comes home, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think there was Uber in the seventies. <laughs> I'm not really sure what's happening here. But he he works through his embarrassment, and I guess he's you know pretending he doesn't have a problem. Um, and I didn't realize this because I didn't see this episode. But I guess that they're like in an argument, and he smacks Maude. Uh, and they said that there was audible gasps from the studio audience, like wow, when yeah. it happened. And they said in an interview later uh, on Shout Factory on their complete series set that they put out uh, that Bill Macy still cries when he recalls the scene decades later. Oh, no. And I was like, that's crazy. So, like, he was so emotional about that. Just mm-hmm. think, But, you know, that is a real... I mean, that is a real thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like... And again, way ahead of its time. Yeah. Like, I can't even... And they're doing all these, like, super serious things with humor in front of a live studio audience. Right. And I guess, you know, in the 70s, there was picketing about this show, mm. which of course there was, mm-hmm. especially with the abortion oh, episode. Mm-hmm. There was another one where uh, a friend of her, where they have a guy, a, he's a gay local novelist. And uh, so they, again, it delves into the complications of bigotry and everything mm-hmm. that, you know, Walter doesn't admit that he's homophobic and... So, but once again, is she thinking she's this is her friend because it makes her hip? Right. Well, I was reading an article that came out 
right before the last couple episodes of the show and it was an interview with b arthur and she was saying well we just run ran out of topics to talk about mm-hmm. and we ran out of controversies to air so we're we're just gonna stop doing the show yeah. But they were on for what, like eight years or something? Yeah, I think it was or six years, six seasons probably. Yeah, six. And they did say that um, in the last one, it was called Maud's Big Move, and they said that um, Lear considered rebooting the show, um, but she nixed the plan and for like what you just said that they probably had done everything. Yeah. Um, and but they kind of showed you what the new Maud would have been because the Finleys moved to Washington D.C., oh, where she goodness. was going to be. Um, Appointed as the new congressperson for her district, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, Come on. And it was like a farewell, but then they had, you know, like they showed a bunch of what could happen and they called it her big move. Um, and so, yeah, she, you know, but she just didn't want to anymore. Yeah. I think she was over it and thought that they had said enough and they had done all the episodes they could do. So they kind of played that possibly wondering at that at point you know hey well if she decides in the summer that right. she still wants right. to do she this changes here her we mind. go if she needs um, a job yeah but or it's been like of, eight years she's gonna have another job yeah then pretty soon she'll be on a new show right i need to watch more tv because when i was driving home from work today i was thinking i need to watch the golden girls mm-hmm. i know it's not my homework and we've already done the golden girls but mm-hmm. i really need to watch the golden girls Literally one of the, I mean, before we talked about the Golden Girls on this show, I, you know, I mentioned in that episode, I watched the entire series. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite, I mean, it when I get into a show like that and it's easily accessible mm-hmm. for me because I had already set a DVR like months prior to set <laughs> to record it. And plus it's on TV mm-hmm. like all the time. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Friends. You could literally watch Friends in probably less than two weeks and watch every episode. Um it was so fun to watch that. So, yeah. and that's what I, as soon as I started watching this, I was like, I could watch this whole mm-hmm. series. Like, this is really good. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't stop being interesting. There's no part of the mm-hmm. episode that is a lull. It does, it's not ridiculous. Yeah. Like some, some of the shows that we've watched, there are points where it gets kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And this one didn't, it wasn't ridiculous. No. And it's an adult show that you probably wouldn't be watching with your children. True. In the 70s. True, true. Yeah. It's very, very progressive. And yeah, I would think that that's more of like a adult thing. Well, um, should we wrap up Maud? I think we should wrap up Maud. It's Maud. And then there's Maud. Yeah. Okay, so thanks for listening, and we would love to see you on our Instagram and on our Twitter and on our Facebook. You can find us at any of those places. Find us on Patreon. Stop by and say hi. Leave some suggestions for the shows that you want us to put in the hat, and we'll see you next week. Bye!